Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today I will be discussing several concepts I've learned throughout the semester in order to demonstrate an understanding of knowledge gain. The first topic I will be discussing is the five C's of relational inquiry. The five C's of relational inquiry are compassion, competence, curiosity, corresponding, and commitment, and are vital to implement throughout clinical practice in order to develop a therapeutic relationship with a patient and deliver patient-centered care. The most important learning that stuck to me during this topic is that in order to develop the five C's, nurses must have experience with them and put themselves in vulnerable situations. This is important as a future nurse because oftentimes I I avoid vulnerable situations due to fear and lack of stability. However, in my future clinical practice, I know that I need to to place myself in vulnerable situations in order to develop an understanding of the five C's as I want to deliver the best possible care to my patients. Although all five C's are equally important, today I will be deeply discussing compassion. Compassion in nursing practice is to share suffering or to relate to patient experience and takes full immersion into the condition of the patient. Delivering compassionate care is an important nursing value of mine as a nursing student and future nurse as it brings patients and nurses together through reasoning and emotion in order to develop a plan of care that meets the patient's needs. While working in a long-term care home as a PSW last summer, I learned the importance of being compassionate with myself in order to be compassionate with my residents. I had to accept that I am not perfect and it is okay to make mistakes, as I often felt I was never fast enough delivering adequate care with such a high patient load. Once I was able to develop self-compassion, I found myself to be more sincere with myself and others and was able to recognize a patient not only experiencing an observable stressor on the outside, but a deeper meaning of why that stressor was experienced. Once I was able to discover deeper meaning of a resident's situation, I was able to offer validation and support, which led to the development of many therapeutic relationships. An article I found in my research reported that hospitalized patients often complained about lack of proper connection and experienced inconsiderate, uncompassionate, and unfriendly relationships with nurses, leading to a lack of quality nursing care. The study also found that nurses who had a higher level of education were the ones who delivered greater amounts of compassion. For me as a future nurse, this article was an eye-opener for me. I believe it is vital that proper education on communication skills is delivered, including paying attention to how to deliver compassionate care in nursing schools. An additional study discussed the barriers of delivering compassionate care in hospitals and found that overworked drained nurses found it difficult to engage in patient relationships in order to deliver compassionate care. This article made me realize about the importance of self-care as nurses in order to avoid burnout, as burnout can lead to compassion fatigue. Looking at relational inquiry, in order for nurses to deliver compassionate care, they must take into account the phenomenological and critical lens. The phenomenological lens allows nurses to interpret their own patient experiences in order to deliver compassion, while the critical lens focuses on the importance of examining the influence of social and cultural factors. I believe that when when the nurse takes into account these lenses, they will be able to develop a deeper understanding of patient suffering through trust, active listening, focusing in on specific situations to understand the patient's experience and deliver compassion. The second topic I will be discussing is mental health in adolescents and young adults as discussed in seminar, which is an extremely important topic in my personal life and is also the topic I chose to write my paper on for this course. I have struggled with mental health from a young age and believed I was often shamed from healthcare professionals due to this. For me, I believe that in order for voices to be heard regarding mental health, it should be a topic discussed regularly, which is why I'm being I'm discussing this today. Mental health is an increasing issue in today's society and affects individuals of all ages, education, and income levels. It is also it is often a health concern that is disregarded. However, this needs to change. 
between the ages of 10 and 19 is a crucial period for developing emotional habits for the well-being, including adopting healthy sleep patterns, exercising regularly, adopting interpersonal skills, and learning how to manage emotions. With this, adolescents and young adults are at a greater potential for impacts on their mental health due to the desire for increased autonomy, exploration of sexual identity, and discrimination or exclusion. An important learning that stood out to me throughout the seminar facilitation as a future nurse is the impact mental health can have on families, as I can truly relate to this. Besides myself, mental health has affected my family drastically. I felt true feelings of anxiousness and depression, as it can be quite hard to help a loved one who is suffering from their own personal struggle. I've experienced sleepless nights and seen healthcare professionals provide empathetic care to family members who have a core place in my heart. An article found in my research stated that one in three family members' perceived energy, emotions, finances, or daily activities were affected because of their family member's mental health condition. This statistic stood out to me as watching a loved one suffer from mental health made me avoid daily activities such as school and work. As a future nurse and a member of a greater team of healthcare professionals, I believe there's a vital need for increased support services for family members who are drained watching a loved one experience their own personal struggle. An additional study discussed the barriers adolescents and young adults face when accessing mental health services, which include uncertainty on where to find help, shortage of accessible mental health professionals, culture, and language stigmatization. This article helped me better understand why rates are increasingly rising for mental health in adolescents and young adults and gave me a sense of hope as a future nurse as I want to be able to advocate for access to a greater range of mental health services that provide culturally safe care. Providing culturally safe care is an extremely important in mental health as individuals will avoid accessing care due to fear of discrimination of their beliefs or behaviors. In order for nurses to deliver high quality care, I believe it is important to implement the five C's. Being compassionate will help build a therapeutic relationship as it involves understanding and recognizing the patient's inner struggle and finding meaning on why that struggle is occurring. Being committed will help the patient feel validated and being correspondent to the patient will make them feel that their situation and concerns are meaningful to the nurse. Offering curiosity and confidence will help ensure the patient that you are concerned about their needs and interested in any uncertainties that are part of their experience in order to develop a, par- a plan of care on how to further proceed. In order for trust to be developed, being competent can ensure the patient that you are safe and holis- you are providing safe and holistic care. This is extremely important in mental health as many individuals have guards up due to insecurities they are going through. With this being said, breaking down those guards through trust is a vital step in developing a nurse-patient relationship. The next topic I will be discussing is cultural safety. Cultural safety involves recognizing social, economic, and political positioning of certain groups within society and includes personal reflection in order to recognize values inherent to one's culture. As a nursing student and future nurse, educating regarding cultural safety is vital in order to provide effective and safe care that meets an individual's needs in a manner that maintains and respects the patient's social and cultural safety. I chose to discuss this topic because when working as a PSW in a long-term care home, I witnessed many residents who were treated unfairly due to their cultural beliefs and I found this difficult to watch. This inspired me to further my education on this topic in order to develop a further understanding on why these inequities were occurring. An important learning that stood out to me regarding this topic is that cultural safety is so much more than an individual's ethnicity and race. Providing culturally safe care goes beyond an individual's ethnicity and race and also focuses on economic, sociopolitical, and historical influence that shape an individual's thinking and behavior. An experience that I felt I disregarded cultural safety was when there was a language barrier between my resident and I. 
This situation made me feel ashamed as I was unable to communicate with my resident to meet their needs and deliver the high quality care that they deserved. It also made me feel even worse when none of my coworkers were able to spe speak the same language as the resident as well. While researching this topic, I found research that stressed the, that cultural safety approach does not involve nurses to become experts in a variety of cultures. However, it focuses on developing and improving self-awareness. As a future nurse, this emphasizes the importance of questioning one's assumptions and values, reflecting upon a patient's socio-cultural positioning and power, and shifting the power from the nurse to the patient. An additional article discussed the importance of respectful, clear, and culturally communication between a client and their family, and how it is necessary for cultural safety to be established. This article takes me back to the language barrier situation I encountered um, and stresses the importance of a diverse variety of healthcare professionals throughout hospitals and healthcare facilities in order to avoid these barriers to promote cultural safety. Once this is achieved, patients will feel more comfortable accessing healthcare facilities as they won't feel disregarded. When providing cultural safe care to relational inquiry, as nurses, we must apply the post-colonial and post-structural lenses in order to focus our attention on features of the world shaping our nursing practice by drawing on power inequities. The post-colonial lens can be applied to for nurses to better understand history and economics to help and analyze and decide how to relate assumptions and stereotypes and allow cultural inequities to go unchallenged, while the post-structural lens can help nurses pay attention on how language influences shape healthcare experience in order to comprehend language barriers. The next topic I will be discussing is LGBTQ access to care. I chose to discuss this topic as it is a topic I don't know much about and would like to explore more. This community often experiences barriers to accessing healthcare due to discrimination or perceived homophobia, ethnicity, and cultural beliefs. As a future nurse, I believe this is a major problem that needs to be addressed through the promotion of system and nurse well-being. In order to promote system well-being in this community, hospital admittance forms should allow a box for intersex, prefer not to say, transgender male, transgender female, or other. I believe it is also necessary to have a gender-neutral washroom and consult patients following a hospital experience to determine if their needs were met and if they were comfortable. In order to promote nurse well-being in this community, nurses must self-reflect in order to be aware of misconceptions and biases and educate themselves on communication strategies and policies in order to promote patient-centered care. A learning I thought was important from the seminar was the need for cultural safety in this community. Cultural safety is the reasoning LGBTQ members avoid access to care and acknowledging where cultural safety is not in the hospital may allow for input from community in order to improve this. From experience, I know in hospitals, healthcare professionals do not ask what pronouns an individual goes by upon admission, and I believe that if this was implemented, healthcare professionals and this community would feel more comfortable communicating with each other leading to a therapeutic relationship. A study research found that over 80% of first-year medical students exhibited negative evaluations of lesbian and gay people towards heterosexual individuals. This statistics demonstrates the biases among healthcare professionals that must be overcome to adequately deliver patient care. An additional study found that the LGBTQ youth were more likely to engage in high-risk sexual behaviors leading to a risk of STDs. Due to peer victimization, childhood abuse, and substance abuse, these results urge the importance of education and proper training by nurses in order to care for this community and reduce their incident of disease. When relating this topic to relational inquiry, it is important to view the nursing obligations, which are ethics, safety, and health promotion. As a future nurse, we must make use of non-gendered language and ensure cultural safe care is delivered. We must provide what is best for the individual's health in a way that promotes their personal well-being. When looking at the humanistic theory, we must eliminate fear of discrimination, make the patient feel heard through a meaningful connection, and develop a therapeutic relationship. 
the last topic I will be discussing is high-risk pregnancies and neonatal absence syndrome. I chose to discuss this topic as I have always had a passion for working with mothers and babies in my future nursing career. A high-risk pregnancy is a pregnancy that involves a risk of complications for the mother or baby. With the word risk, a high-risk pregnancy does not necessarily mean mom or baby will for sure experience complications. However, preventative measures must be in place to avoid these outcomes. NAS occurs when there is an abrupt stop of opioids being delivered to the infant. As a nursing student, I've had the privilege to watch a couple births and I've been fortunate to see no cases of NAS. However, with this being said, I believe that the most important learning I learned regarding this topic is the importance of delivering compassionate care to not only the infant experience NAS, but also the mother who has to watch her infant suffer. A nurse must be non-judgmental and develop a trusting relationship with the mother in order to help them learn and manage signs of NAS in their infants. A study conducted that the rate of NAS in Canada has increased from 2.01 birth per 1,000 per births to, in 2006 to 5.12 births per 1,000 births in 2016. These results are heartbreaking and in order to decrease these numbers, it is vital that education regarding NAS is delivered in prenatal classes and through healthcare providers in order to promote mother and infant safety. An additional study reported that infants exposed to opioids in the uterus reported preterm or stillbirth hypoxia, low mental or psychomotor development, language and deficits, low cognitive development and, fun and functioning, and lower IQ scores. These results indicate not only the negative effects NAS can cause on birth, but also throughout later life, impacting one's future. When relating this topic to relation inquiry, it is important for nurses to incorporate the HP lens in order to understand the family's choices to develop a reasoning on choices made throughout the mother's pregnancy. The HP lens focuses on one's personal experience and allows the nurse to understand the experience from the perspective of the mother experiencing it. This will help the nurse deliver compassion to the mother, whether or not it should be delivered. I hope you enjoyed listening to my podcast. Thank you.